right, everyone. Welcome back to the Food Fitness Family Podcast with Mr. Beautiful himself, Marcus Gates. Marcus, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, man. Well, I guess I can introduce myself, you know. There you go. You can do that as well. Big Daddy Blankenship <laughs> over here. So, uh, yeah, we got a fun episode for you guys today. Honestly, I don't remember what episode we're on. I want to say this is 10. 10. Number 10. 10. Cool. So, uh, we got a great topic for you guys today. We're going to be doing a deep dive on blood work. Um Test to look at who should give blood work. Uh, we're going to explain certain things and kind of just go from there. So honestly, I, I would grab a pen and paper. I think this will be a really good one. And uh, yeah, I'm actually a lot of fun. So, well, but before we get into that, man, let's get back into, uh, you know, our normal shit. How was your last seven days? Last seven days were solid. Um, I, I think I signed up a, a couple on a paid in full for a year last week. That's always nice to get a paid in full like that. And then, uh, this week, um, client-wise, I have a couple of client consult calls. I got one later on today. I got a couple other signups as well this week. So that's been good, especially right before Thanksgiving. Um, aside from that, though, not a whole lot, man. Um, I can't think of really what we even did this weekend. This all seems kind of like a blur, as kind of the holidays always do. Uh, yeah. Got our first Thanksgiving meal tonight. Um, oh, yeah. so, we're, so this is Wednesday that we're recording this. So I got my first one tonight. Got two tomorrow. Um, nothing on Friday. And then after that, driving to Colorado on Saturday. Nice. What's in in Colorado? Uh, we got some friends that live in, I forgot the exact town. It's right outside of Denver though. So we'll go, we'll go stay there for a few days. Um, go hiking a couple different days, Sunday and Monday. And, um, oh, going to a Nuggets game on Monday night. Oh, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. But, uh, yeah, that's about it though, man. Just, just a little, Little weekend getaway before the holidays really hit hard after that, um, before we finish out the year. Yeah, yeah. I want to go out to Colorado sometime. I keep saying I want to go, and then we never. You never go. been? No. Oh, so nice, so nice. I, I, I prefer it during the summertime. Uh, okay. What I mean, we're gonna go hike. We're not skiers. We're not snowboarders or anything else. Uh, we did go tubing, like snow tubing, in Winter Park one time, which was a lot of fun. But outside of that, uh, boss really loves it too. I almost feel an obligation to start, you know, get out there once a year for him at this point because he loves hiking so much. Uh, just being off the, the leash is always great for him as well. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, I've got a 110-pound Rottweiler named Boss, um, and he loves the snow. He loves hiking, all that good stuff. So I'm excited to see his his little little tail wagging the entire time. That's what's up, man. That's fun. Um, yeah, dude. I, I mean, Here's... we kind of talked before we got on the call. Yeah, my last seven days has been kind of – insane i had a you know if i'm being honest i had a small little like depression thing this weekend uh you know coming out of post show um with not planning to compete again kind of felt a little lost uh without switching that gear to like let's get huge um so i you know i've definitely been struggling to stay on my diet um whether that's overeating undereating um so i I, i'm much better now i'm back on it you know i had a a full couple days so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I, I think I minimized the damage. Like I sent you those pictures this morning. I'm only up 0.4 pounds from last week, uh, which is pr- I'm pretty happy with. You know what I mean? Of course, I think that 0.4 pounds probably just went straight to my lower back. Uh, you know, a little softer look this week, which is expected as, you know, I'm moving away from stage leanness. But yeah, other than that, dude, business-wise, like the g- gym's popping. Um as of right now, it's looking to finish November as my best month ever. I think we both talked. We've had record months, three months in a row. Yeah, both um, of us, which is wild. 
Yeah, which is, I mean, man, we are beyond blessed uh, uh, to, to be doing that in November. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I actually did just have one follow up yesterday, but it wasn't even for the holidays. It was just, uh, you know, some work stuff, he's switching jobs. So, but we're actually going to hold him there for a little bit. So I have, God, I think I signed what? Two, two new clients last week, a uh, client yesterday. I have an old client coming back. He'd been out of town for like two months. Um, so he's coming back and then I have a consult after this. So this will be my, my last little couple hours of work this morning. And then I am leaving. Well, I'm not leaving yet, but I will be basically unreachable for the next five days, which I'm very excited about. Love that for you. Yeah. So we're going, uh, Tatiana's grandfather's in town. We're going to spend a lot of time with him. And then we're leaving from dinner Thursday night to drive to Indiana to visit my family. Uh, I, my grandma lives out in the sticks. So that's where I grew up. They don't even have internet. They can't get cool. internet. So that's good. I that's think, good though. It's a good yeah, place to go de- I, uh, disconnect. I, I think I'm actually just going to turn my phone off and just try to be present this weekend with my family. You know, you never know how long you have them. And then and we're going to the Monday night football game, Colts Steelers in Indianapolis Monday night. That'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll drive back Tuesday and, work for two days and go out of town again. So it's a busy, busy couple of weeks coming up. What's the, what's the other out of town trip right after that? Uh, so we're going to Arkansas next Friday and that'll be for all of the new equipment for the gym. So, oh, okay. 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 I gave my equipment guy. I have a great equipment guy in Arkansas. His name's Tyler, uh, rough house refurbished. We actually met. I don't even know how we met. I think I just stumbled across his Instagram, like within the first couple posts he ever made with mm-hmm. selling equipment. And we've, he got us about nine. Actually, he got us every piece of equipment except the Arsenal stuff for the expansion. So we've done a lot of business together. We've had multiple talks on the phone, text messaging, whatever it may be, but we've never actually met in person. So we're going down with Tatiana and Max. We're going to, he also owns a gym down there. We're very similar to Body Shop, but just 10 times the equipment because mm. he has like the best of the best of everything. You know what I mean? Because he yeah, saves yeah. or that shit for himself, which I get. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go down, have dinner, get sushi, train. And then he has, I think he said he has like 90% of my equipment already set back off in his warehouse. So we're going to go through, look at it. If I want to switch anything out, you know, I don't, we haven't really talked about price. I know what it's going to be. I've just been paying him monthly right now, a a substantial amount. And then, uh, so I kind of just want to see where, where I'm at you know, how much is that, is that equipment for the current body shop or the new one? No, for Lee Summit. Yeah. The so we'll one. have about about 70 pieces in Lee Summit. But with that, like we're also going to swap out some pieces um, for for o- the OP location. So I'll, I'll bring back a Stairmaster since ours broke. I may try to get two back if I can fit them both in the back of my truck because the one yesterday was kind of loud. So now that one's gone out, I'm just paranoid that the other two yeah. are going to go out. Yeah. So, and I'm sure they're not. They've worked fine. But yeah. So. That's about it, man. It's been a been kind of a whirlwind. So yeah, 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 yeah. Before you got hopped on the, before we started recording, we talked a little bit about kind of the, the kind of that that stresses of uh, of life. Not not that it's all bad things, but it just kind of adds up and piles up. And um, yeah, know, it, adds it's, good, up, it's good to be able to talk about it. Yeah, adds, adds up, piles up, and then uh, you know, it when you're when you're prepping, you're able to put all that stuff off, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just hits you at once. And and kind of like we talked before, like me and you are in a position to where not only do we handle we're, we're the breadwinners for our family, which is great. That's something we love. Um, it's not that our, 
wives don't contribute they contribute probably probably even more than us honestly (laughs) because i don't do shit around the house you know what i mean but like we're just or just with what we do it's it's a little more um and there's pressure that comes with that there's pressure that comes with that we feel the need to hold everything together and then with what we do for work we hold other people's lives together kind of in a way Mm -hmm. uh so sometimes when you're you're handling all that pressure it can just add up over months on end um, and sometimes it's just a lot you need, and we need to talk and get it out. You know what I mean? November is men's mental health awareness month. So, um, good month to talk about it. Yeah. So we, we, like, we should run a, a call just directly on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about that stuff, especially as, as entrepreneurs, but just, you know, men just kind of talking about it anyway. I don't think it's a, it's a bad idea either. Yeah. And so like for people like me or you, we don't realize we're stressed until we're at a boiling that? point and, you know, and I'm not saying like, come up and ask me all the time, but you know, yeah. we're in a position where we're always asking other people, how are they? How are you? Are you okay? Yeah. And besides like our wives and they still do like, no one really ever says, Hey, Marcus, are, are you doing all right, man? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it just gets to be a lot sometimes, which is fine. That's the territory that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I truly love what I do, but sometimes like this weekend, it just boils over a little bit and you just need yeah. to kind of set, step back. You know, I, I shut my phone off Friday night. We ordered pizza. Uh, we watched the Grinch. And we decorated Christmas trees. Nice. So it was really nice. And then Max woke up in the middle of the night and vomited everywhere. We cleaned that up. So that was cool. But uh, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, last thing before we get on this, if you haven't yet, on Netflix, uh, that Jonah Hill uh, documented with his uh, therapist was freaking awesome. Oh, we I haven't it. seen it. We watched it a couple nights ago. It was so, so good. Um, very interesting um, ideas on dealing with mental health and things of that nature. Okay. Um, honestly, I'll probably keep my own arsenal. Anytime I'm going through kind of a tough time, I'll probably go back and rewatch it. Um, Cause it's just, just good, good, good mindsets to kind of follow. But anyway, though, we'll come back and do a, a talk on that exact topic yeah. eventually, but let's go ahead and dive into it, man. So we're talking about blood work today. Um, you know, why it's important to get it, who should get it, when to get it, why to get it the underlying yeah. all the all the little ins and outs of it all yep so blood work is a little more my thing like uh i don't want to say i'm i'm teaching marcus but we're like we're getting more into it more and more yeah i think it's a mutual yeah. thing um so i'm going to lead a little more today but yeah when it comes to blood work you know who should get it well first of all i think everyone should get it at least once a year um if you are someone who is on birth control minimum once a year if you are someone who is an enhanced bodybuilder minimum twice a year. I would more like to see it four times a year, like once a quarter um, or anyone who may have some sorts of health issues uh, with fitness. You know, we are healthier than the majority, but sometimes what we do isn't that healthy in the terms of like, we're pushing things to the extreme. We're stressing our bodies. We're eating all these calories. We're basically treating our bodies like machines instead of bodies and sometimes that can cause a lot of stress um on ourselves you know what mm-hmm. i mean I, I even though we're considered healthy um i've definitely felt unhealthy before when i'm pushing new boundaries with weight or food um or different things like that i don't know if you've ever felt like that oh yeah yeah definitely well and then on on the flip flip side of that whenever we're you know at the end of a cut you know at the end of a yeah. comp prep like we're at at our unhealthiest, whether you're enhanced or not enhanced, you're at your unhealthiest when you just step on stage uh, or step off stage um, more so, I guess. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's nice to know what's going on. A lot of people have this out of sight, out of mind mentality, and that's mm-hmm. cool. 
Um, but just because you look good and you feel good doesn't mean that your body's performing good. I mean, if we, we can use you case in point, you know, I, well, we got blood done like a little over a year ago and mm. you looked great. You felt great. You were performing well, yeah. but you know, we, it got back and it was nothing insane, but there were like these little yeah. red marks all over your blood work. You yeah. Te I mean? Test was low. Um, free test was low. Thyroid. Um, Thyroid wasn't as bad last summer when we first got it done. I think in uh, July 2021, it wasn't as bad. It was a little bit um, that TSH number is a little bit high, so yeah. uh, thyroid was a little bit sluggish because that's one of the numbers that we want to see. And your lower. your reverse T3 was kind of high too. Wasn't reverse it? three T3 was a little bit higher as well. I'm trying to think what else. Um, my liver enzymes, liver enzymes are elevated, which are is kind of normal from training. It is. Um, and those are kind of always elevated. So I'm excited to get my next round back because that, that's something that I've been really, really working on the past little bit. Um, so I'm excited to see that stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, to kind of bounce off what you said, I think everybody should get labs. I don't think yeah. there's I don't think there's a person who shouldn't be getting labs, regardless what age you are, especially if you're getting, you know, closer to your 30s. And then every year after that, it, it should be just treated as something that you just do. Um, you, you know, um, we don't need to be going overboard with it and being obsessive about it, but it's good to know what, what we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's super important to just be vigilant on this stuff and be proactive. You know, I love our healthcare system because it saves lives, but our healthcare system is not very proactive. Um, that's why if you, um, you know, not to dive too, too much into this, but you know, I, when I started, you know, me and you started talking about these lab works and whatnot and what I should be getting done um, in my in my lab panels through my doctors. Because I, I always go twice a year. Insurance mm -hmm. covers it for most people. Um, so insurance covers it twice a year for most people's insurances. So take advantage of that. Go get even just the most basic labs done. But, you know, I, I would always ask my doctor or my, my nurses there, hey, can you get this panel, this panel, this panel? They're like, no, because we don't have a diagnosed reason. And so that was always frustrating to me that like, I'm just trying to optimize my health and get ahead of any problems and not let them become problems when I could have done something about it in the first place. So that's why being proactive is super, super important in getting these things done. Um, it, it, it could, it could honestly save your life. It could, uh, you know, for a lot of my clients that uh, I have get labs, it's, I use that and I hope that they use it as motivation, as fuel to be like, well, I don't just want to lose 30 pounds. I don't just want to develop healthier lifestyles. My blood work shows that if I continue at the rate that I'm at right now, the next five years, the next 10 years do not look very promising for me. Uh, no, not at all. And, and like when, when I, when I send out my intake forms for a new client, especially if it's a female, um, I have two that I send out. So I have my normal intake form and I have my, um, women's hormone questionnaire that's from the book, uh, beyond the pill by Jolene Brighton. And it's basically like a checkoff. Do you feel this? Do you feel this? Do you feel this? Do you feel this? And then on each section, you get a score at the end. And depending on your score, between those tests, that result, and what I'm seeing on your intake form, like I may suggest blood work. I may not suggest blood work. Um, typically, when we talk, I'll have a decent idea of what's going on. So if that kind of lines up, okay. But also, I'll be looking at what are you feeling? Is it just like, because there are some on there that are, are like, actual issues and there are some on there that like kind of just everyone feels like oh i'm tired in the morning you know what i mean yeah but it's like are you tired in the morning because you're tired or are you tired in the morning because you're having adrenal issues and you don't feel like you're awake until two o'clock in the afternoon and you need like eight cups of coffee to get there mm -hmm. so my men um it's it's hit or miss whether i have them do blood work by if i think something's going on i'll, I'll recommend it but also like if we're going for a couple months on end and, and nothing's really happening. I'll suggest blood work because like, uh, 
I'm pretty good at what I do. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. trying to be like yeah. big head or anything. So like, I usually don't, it's not if very it's not, often. If it's not working, there's something under the hood that we need. Probably to something under the hood and we need to do yeah. a deeper dive. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, like, where can you get blood work? Like you said, you can get it your PCP. You can do it. I There's directlabs.com. I like to use lifeextension.com. The reason that I don't like using a PCP is because typically it's a fight with your doctor to get what you want ran. And it's really, just really frustrating because this is your health. And for them to tell you, no, I'm not going to run that. Why? I'm asking, I'm paying. Yeah. So typically I see this the most in the thyroid panel. They only want to run a TSH. And then if your TSH number is off, then they'll do a deep dive on your horn, on your thyroid. Well, it's like, there's more than just my TSH. So what if my TSH is three? Okay. Well, the, the, the reference range for TSH, I think is like 0.8 to five, but it's a reference range, but it's a reference range. That means it's an average of everyone across the U S who, who has gotten their, their TSH ran. What if you're three or four? Okay. Technically you're in range, but a four is definitely not optimal. So I want to see, okay, is that high, but you're converting T4 to T3? Well, um, is, is your reverse T3 high is, you know, there's all these things and we'll dive into these things, but that's why I typically like to go the route through third party and it is more expensive. Typically you're going to spend anywhere between 250 to $350, but you're able to order exactly what you want. You can get, you can get it, uh, a requisition form emailed to you. You just walk into a lab corp near you, most like a lab corp request, you get it drawn they send it off. And usually within seven to t- six to 10 days, yep. you have the results emailed to you and it's just easy. And I would much rather do that sometimes than fight with the PCP. Now I understand that not, if you're already paying me $250 a month for coaching mm-hmm. or, you know, you're a hormone and you're paying me more because yep. you know, that is a deep dive. I understand that maybe another $300 for blood work may be a lot. So you want to go to PCP. Yeah. But if we're not able to get it all ran, it's not worth the money saved. No, no. Well, and then, and, and ultimately you might not even be saving a whole lot of money. Now, obviously if it's covered through your insurance, they're only going to yeah. run what insurance will cover. And and really yeah. when, when it comes down to it, um, it's sometimes it's not even necessarily a doctor that doesn't necessarily want to run it, but number one, insurance isn't going to cover it. Um, that's number one. And then number two, they're usually liable for whatever they get run. So if if everything in the thyroid was messed up and they're not sure how to you know go about it, they're now liable for having to deal with that those numbers being off. So they yeah. might not run it for that reason as well. But then versus if the TSH is off, they'll just throw you on synthroid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll yeah. just throw they'll just throw a medication at it as opposed to actually, you know, I, I always get frustrated whenever you know I have a client that says, Hey, my doctor said my thyroid's off or that this number was off, or whatever the case is. Um like, okay, did they ask you how you were sleeping? Did they ask you anything about your digestion? Did they ask you anything about your lifestyle habits in, in general? And I would say probably 75% of the people that said they had these conversations with their doctors, they weren't asked any of these questions. No. Well, now, and the, the, the 25% that were, I'm like, fantastic. I love that you were asked those questions, but it's yeah. just not not as common. Well, and if we're being honest, like the the medical industry, they, they don't have time for that. No. They don't. They're they're seeing so many people, it's like herding cattle in and out of the building. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're, they're overworked. They're overstressed as well. Like I, I get it. Yep. They're, and they're, they're trying to, you know, help the people who are in extreme cases that, yeah. that, 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 that need saving essentially. And right now the medical community and, and I have, I have a client who's a doctor and, and we've had these talks and, you know, I feel like it's more of just a bandaid treatment than a treatment. And 
we're already kind of seeing this shift in the fact that like people who are having these actual uh, medical issues or health related problems, they're, they're getting help from trainers. They're not getting help from doctors and they're going to the doctor, they're getting put on a pill and they're coming to people like me or you. And mm -hmm. we're the ones that are actually ripping off the bandaid and tending to the wound and, mm -hmm. and fixing the problem. Now it may be a year long process, mm -hmm. but we're creating, you know, better lives for them in, in the mm -hmm. long run. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I, so I just want to say, I do have a ton of notes. So if you see me flipping through stuff and reading this, because this is just such a, a complex topic that I, I don't want to mess anything up. So I have my notes yeah. out. Um, so other things to look at besides your blood work to see if you want to get blood work done would be, you know, your fasting glucose, your resting heart rate, your blood pressure, you know, if all of those are off and, and you're feeling some issues, you're having weight loss problems, things like that, I, I would probably recommend getting blood work done. Um, now when you're getting blood work done, there, there is like blood work prep, you know, so I like to see no, no heavy training or exertion for 24 to 78, 24, 48, 72 hours before testing, just because we want the body to be calm, relaxed, um, are just from heavy training or stress, your liver numbers can be thrown off. So we'll get a better reading on your liver numbers. You don't want to train the morning of, you want to go and fasted, no coffee, just water. And leading up to that, we want to hydrate properly. So I like to see people push more water than normal on the days leading up to the test. And then also the morning of the test, try to crush like 30 to 40 ounces before you go in. Now, the reason being is because dehydration can throw off glucose numbers. It can throw off your kidney readings. So like your GFR, because your GFR is your kilometer filtration rate. And that's basically the rate that your kidneys filter out, uh, the, the grossness from your body. Okay. So, and they work better when they're hydrated. So sometimes you'll hear people be like, Oh, my kidneys are, well, you haven't had water in three days. My kidneys would fall out. I feel like my kidneys fall out of my lower back when that happens to me when I don't get a, a gallon in. I was going to say, if I don't get a gallon, I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember all stars, but like, I was so dry at that show that I remember like leaning over the table. I'm like, Oh my God, my kidneys hurt. Cause I was like, I just need water. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then we also want to get as much sleep as possible the night before because cortisol can raise and, and it can be thrown off. Mm -hmm. So, um, so with that being said, before we deep dive into these things, there is, I, I forgot to mention the test that I like most people to get. And it's on lifeextension.com and it's called a weight loss comprehensive blood panel. So every now and then you can find life extension running sales. And this test is $275 and it has basically everything we need. Unless you're a female, then I may look at adding like an LH uh, or an FSH and things like that. But this test goes over um, all your sex hormones like DHEA, free and total test. Estradiol, progesterone, TSH, free T3, reverse T3, free T4, cortisol, insulin, ferritin, uh, your A1C. Then you get like your normal stuff, your lipid panel, your CMP, your CBC, your vitamin D, and your C-reactive protein. Now in this one, the C-reactive protein is a high, high sensitivity, which is very important because your C-reactive protein is basically an inflammation marker in the body that tells you your your this are our test that is going to go, um, your, I can't even talk right now. 
it's your indicator if you're going to have like cardiac issues later on in life. So if you come back and your body is super inflamed, you know, you could be looking at having a heart attack later on in life. You know, now don't go out and if it's high, be like, I'm going to have a heart attack tomorrow. Yeah. No, I've seen these numbers up in the tens, um, which is, is pretty high. It's high. Yeah. That's high. But we, we need to get that down o- because anything over three is high, right? Anything over, I mean, technically I mean, you want to be under, you want to be under yeah. one. Yeah. Ideally, you want to be zero, but yeah. I mean, but this could be up from gut health. You know, I had a client last year, he came back at a four um, and his gut was just so destroyed that it was causing total body inflammation. And I didn't know this because he didn't tell me. So yeah. when I was asking him questions and di- diving deeper, that's what it came to find out. We started fixing his gut six weeks later, it was cut in half. Uh, you know, this could be from insulin insensitivity. You know what I mean? That's going to cause inflammation. It could be from stress, anxiety, uh, drinking, uh, seed oils. You know what I mean? These are all things that can raise our inflammation. So mm-hmm. it's very important to keep inflammation down. I, I'm a, there, there's starting to be some research on it, but I'm, I believe 100% that cancer is derived from inflammation within the body. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes like, you know, you have the kids with cancer and things like that, and it's awful and things just come out of nowhere for healthy people. But I think the vast majority of our health issues, our cancers, all of our autoimmune diseases are all caused from high inflammation. Mm-hmm. And typically when you see people with these autoimmune disorders, they're typically not the healthiest people in their lifestyles. I was, I was going to say it's, it's our lifestyle habits that are, are, are the root cause to so many diseases and everything yep. else. Like, yes, genetics do play a role and you might be predisposed to, to leaning more a certain direction, but you know, lifestyle is, is, is king. And if you can make sure that's in check, then you're at least greatly reducing the chance of any of these, these diseases or cancers to happen. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think we can kind of get into some of the important values I think we should look at. Um, I can go over like certain tests, uh, you know, kind of what they are and then I guess kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Get a drink real quick. So we'll start. Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of CRP, I was just looking at my latest labs that, so I like to get labs run. I, I did this before I got these, these panels done and now I get it, you know, like this anyway. But, uh, so I got my last ones done like three days after my show and I was at 0.22 on my C-reactive protein. This is so, great. Yeah. I was, yeah. Especially, show. especially three or four days post-show after my body was highly stressed and everything else. So that was good to see. But anyway, dive so, well, this. and actually let me, let me hop in on that. And now, you're not enhanced. Um, yeah. but if you're an enhanced bodybuilder, you really need to get your blood work done multiple times a year. And I'm not just talking when you're cruising or you're off things. I want you, my enhanced bodybuilders, I have them get blood work done at the end of like, let's say a, a big push cycle. We've been pushing for like 18 weeks. We've been, we've been doing a cycle. We've been pushing food. We've been pushing training relatively. This should be when you are at your most unhealthiest. That's when I want to get blood work done because too many times you see people, they get their blood work done after 10 to 12 weeks on a cruise. Oh, I'm healthy. Okay. Well, you're healthy now because you had your head in the sand. Let's, let's see what your body is doing when you should be your most unhealthiest and let's see how it's actually affecting you. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's really important for long-term health. Um, I know a lot of people they'll do their blood work a week out from the show because that's when you should be just destroyed and Mm -hmm. very unhealthy. Um, and they, you want to see how your body's reacting. And I think those are important things. And 
too many, too many enhanced bodybuilders just put their head in the sand and they're like, Oh, I'm healthy. Now I can go back on. Well, you've been off for 12 weeks out of 52. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so most of the year you're on. So if you don't know how your body's reacting to that fifth was, I don't know, 49 weeks for 50 weeks out of the year, no 40 weeks out of the year, you can be extremely unhealthy and not even know it because you're just being ignorant and not yeah. checking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a good point. I just wanted to hop on that real quick while you were yeah. there. Yeah. No, that's um, so, you know, for liver and kidneys, um, I think this is kind of the base area to start. That's the easiest. You have your ALT and your AST. Now these numbers can be thrown off from just stress and training. So that's why it's good to take a couple of days off training. Um, and really anything under 50, I'm fine with. It's not a big deal if they're out of range a little bit. Now, if you start to see where these are like in the 100s, the you know upper 100s, you know, and they're like five times the normal range, that's when there's an issue. But you know, if it's if, if the range is 30 and it's 40, it you're fine. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about the red. Um, and then you have like your GFR. So I've already gone over what GFR is. I want this number as close to 100, if not over 100, if possible, because that's when you're functioning at your best. Now, if you hit like 59, I believe that's when you're considered stage one kidney failure. And and that's when it's real serious. So I've actually I actually have a a client now who she's an older lady. She's an in-person client and she went to her doctor. She got a blood work brand and she said, oh, yeah, uh, my doctor said my liver is high. So I need to drink more water or no, or what was it? Her kidneys, kidneys. her kidney was like 59 and I need, you're talking about uh, EGFR. Yeah. And I, I need to drink more water and this and that. And my, my liver's high. So I need to, he says, I need to drink water for my liver, but he said, my kidneys are fine. And I said, he said, your kidneys are fine at 59. Mm. Like that's low. And I was like, are you like, you have edema in your hands, your ankles? Like, yeah, I've been noticing a lot more water retention lately. Okay, cool. So you know, I put her on some ash, high dose astragalus and, you know, within a week, the edema has gone. She goes back and get her test ran. And, you know, she comes back at like, I, I want to say it was like high sixties, low seventies. Mm. So why am I a personal trainer telling you about this? But you know what? The medical community, a lot of times they just don't know. I had a, I had a nurse who was a, a nephrologist nurse, which is a kidney, kidney nurse. She worked at a dialysis clinic. And I said, have you guys ever had like any of your people like try to run like high dose astragalus or anything like that? And she didn't know what it was. Yeah. But when there had been reports shown that high doses, like 18 grams a day, which is, which is a lot, Yeah. you know, cause I take four grams a day has been I shown. Saying, I think I take like 3,500. Yeah. It has been shown to bring people out of kidney failure mm-hmm. because it's repairing the, the follicles in the kidneys that help you filter. So yep. it's just kind of crazy to think about. Um, you know, uh, so next you have like your creatine, which is a, a waste product of creatine. So creatine can be, it can be high from food. Um, you know, if you eat a lot of red meat, it can also be, it's like a waste product of muscle protein breakdown. So that could be something else that could be high. Honestly, if your creatine's high, um, you'll be fine. Really just increase your water, um, try to lower stress a little bit and lower your protein, increase uh, kidney function and, and you'll be fine. Um, next we have like our, our insulin levels. So 
so many people check their glucose, but they don't check their insulin. And the reason this is important is because your glucose could be fine for years on end, but your insulin could be raising year after year after year. And what that means is that your pancreas is working harder and pumping out more insulin to keep your glucose number down. And I, I made an analogy to this yesterday. Imagine that your muscle is the board, the food, the carbohydrate is the nail and the insulin is the hammer. So right now it takes the insulin one hit to get the, to get the nail in. Mm. And then next year it takes it two hits. And then the next year it takes it three hits. And then the next year it takes six hits. And before you know it, your insulin's so high that then your glucose is starting to creep up. Well, then next thing you know, you're basically a diabetic because your insulin comes back at 12, but your glucose is 95. That's mm. pretty extreme insulin resistance. So that's something that needs to be fixed. And I actually have a client right now who, his glucose is it's we're getting it dropped, but it hasn't been bad. It's been like 95, but his insulin was like an 11, mm -hmm. you know? And I like to see this number. If it's over six, like I'm like, damn, like we need to fix this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then you have your glucose, which is basically just, it's, it's going to be the measurement of glucose levels in the blood uh, that can be done through serum or like your glucometer at home. Uh, it's pretty easy to test. I like to test it once to two times a week, just kind of see where I'm at. Um, you know, cause as that number gets higher, you're going to see more fat gain. Yep. Maybe some insulin resistance, some in inflammation coming on. So we definitely want to keep that number in check. I think that's a very underrated tool. Now, mm -hmm. I think there are some people that are so overdramatic with it that they're like, Oh, I'm a 91. I'm dying. I'm like, dude, you're fine. It's one day you had a cheat meal last night. Like, yeah, let's take like a three day average. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Um, or like this guy, I have him testing every day. And then I, when he checks in every week, I run a seven day average. And I think yep. I've already dropped like eight points. Like it's, it's pretty good. And he's lost like eight or nine pounds, which before he yep. couldn't lose anything. You know yep. what I mean? I was going to say that this is something that, um, like we kind of said earlier, like, I'm not going to tell my clients, Hey, you have to go get lab work done before we start working together. Unless there was like huge red flags on their, on their yes. questionnaires and stuff. Um, uh, but once we kind of same, kind of same thing. I feel like I'm pretty, pretty confident in everything that I'm doing with all my clients. So if I see something isn't working and you're telling me that you're following everything to a T and we're not seeing that scale budge, we're not seeing, you know, uh, body improvements, things like that. That's something I want to know. And generally, whenever I get a client that has been stuck plateau, we can't make any, any drops and stuff. Uh, once they get this back, I'll see that, that their blood glucose and their insulin kind of elevate or not just elevated through the roof, like pretty damn mm -hmm. high. And I'm like, well, no wonder why your insulin sensitivity is, is dog shit. And yeah. that's, that's why we're not be able to make any progress. So I was like, let's, you know, let's focus on that. And once we get that back, back in check, usually, you know, that's a big domino. We got to kind of push over before we yeah. can start seeing that fat loss. They want to well, see. Well, and here's the thing. When you hire someone like Mir Marcus, like we're confident enough in what we do, but we're, we know that we don't know everything. So if we're having a problem with a client, like I know, I think you've reached out to me before. I reached out to someone before. I'm like, dude, I'm having this problem and yeah. I just can't get it figured out. And I just, I feel like I kind of need a second eye, like that step yeah. away from it. Yeah. And then, so if you had two of us working on it and we still can't get you figured out, then we're going to need to get blood work done, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, I, yeah. and I'll tell them like, Hey, like, honestly, this is kind of stumping me. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to one of my mentor people and uh, mm -hmm. ask them as well. So yeah. 
I don't have a problem doing that for myself. And I, I will also recommend, uh, you know, whenever you're getting these lab panels run, especially if it's outside of a doctor's office, like through life extension, um, number one, we're not doctors, we're not medical medical professionals and we don't claim to be whatsoever. And I always say, Hey, get these panels done and then go show your doctor, go say, this is where my numbers are at. Um, you know, I always get people that say that, Oh, my test levels are totally fine. And they're at like 300 or 400. My doctor said they're in range. I'm like, but you're way suboptimal. Like you, they're not bottomed out, but you're pretty damn low. And you're a 30 year old male. You shouldn't be at that. With the test levels of a, a 50, 60 year old. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, it's important that you go take this stuff in and show them as well uh, and communicate that stuff and then say, hey, you know, this is what uh, the plan that my trainers kind of put together for me, you know, give me the green light on all this stuff, essentially, uh, sure. is what I, what I always recommend doing. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, so next, we'll go over like some cholesterol stuff. So yeah. there, there's different things. You have your total cholesterol, your HDL, your LDL, triglycerides. Uh, and you could almost wrap up like your, your CRP and hematocrit because this is all kind of tied together for heart health. Um, so you have your total cholesterol, honestly, usually this one's pretty fine. I'm not too worried about this one. I pay more attention to your HDL, LDL and triglycerides. So your HDL is, is, it's a, it's basically a high density protein that it carries cholesterol to other parts of your body, back to your liver and things like that. Your HDL is, is your, is that's considered your good cholesterol. And, and we want that number to be as high as possible. And that's the thing with a lot of enhanced bodybuilders the things we take plummet our HDL, which is very important to keep that up because our HDLs, we want to think of that as kind of like, uh, it, it almost works like nonstick spray inside of our veins. So we want to keep that one as high as possible. And then you have your LDL, which that's what contributes to build up in arteries. Um, and now there are other specific breakdowns where you can get the particle size measured of your LDL. Um, but I mean, most people don't need to do that unless it's like a, a pretty deep dive case. Yeah. Um, now, the reason that LDL is important is because if our LDL is high, our blood pressure is high, our um, inflammation is high. Think of like your garden hose when you were a kid that sat out in the sun with water in it with the hose on high. You know what I mean? But you weren't spraying anything. Eventually, the hose is getting heated. It's going to uh, expand things like that. And that's what happens to our arteries when our blood pressure is really high. And that starts to create little nicks, cuts, abrasions inside of the artery. And these LDL fatty particles start to get stuck in these little cuts. And then next thing, you know, more gets stuck, more gets stuck, more gets stuck, can't go anywhere. And then it hardens. And then that's when you start to get a blockage. So think of it like we all remember that container ship that blocked that canal years ago. That's almost what it does. And that's what stems like your blockages, your heart attacks, your things like that. Um, there are some supplementations that we can use to help lower this. Um, but honestly, it comes down to like diet, exercise. Um, I also like to use like high hit cardio to try to in terms blast it out of the vein you know get get your heart rate up to like 160 to 180 to where the heart is just fucking pumping and we're blasting that blood through the veins as fast as we can get it to try to break that stuff free yeah now maybe if someone is like very obese that is a harder thing to do because typically they will have a lot of plaque and that's when you see people who are extremely obese like four or five six hundred pounds they tend to have a lot of health issues when they start losing weight 
because they're breaking all of that free. And I've seen people have heart attacks, strokes, and things like that because they're becoming healthier, but they're ripping off the bandaid from all these years of being unhealthy. And it's almost causing more issues in a way. So it's like, it's kind of like a slow give and take, if that makes sense, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, you have your triglycerides and these are, uh, fast from foods that we eat that are carried in blood. Um, so triglycerides are actually, we're going to store these inside of the muscle. Um, so, you know, some of the dominoes effect here are just like LDL, you know, you have heart disease, stroke resistance. Um, so to get that down, you really want to look at like just fixing your diet and losing body fat. It's, it's pretty easy. Um, I feel like cholesterol is honestly pretty easily handled just through diet and exercise. If you, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, you have your hematocrit. So your hematocrit is a, is a percentage of red blood cells. So if those are high hydrate, um, I like to tell people to donate every eight to 12 weeks, stay on a schedule. Um, if, if you're one of those people, you know, maybe you could, I had a guy yesterday, his hematocrit was decently high. Uh, it was like two points over. Um, that is something that I do like to keep down. So he did like a double red. So he'll go every 12 weeks, give double red blood cells. Some people, they genetically run high. Some people, if they're they're enhanced, it can cause them to run high. Uh, Or some people, if they're too high, they can even be tested for a, was it a bone marrow cancer that like makes your body produce like four or five times the amount of red blood cells that's supposed to be there. So that's definitely something, I mean, that's pretty extreme, but it's bless me, but it's there. Sorry. Let me get some more coffee. This is a lot of brain power for before 9 a.m. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, You're so, it, though. so next, let's get into the thyroid. So when you're looking at the thyroid, we have the TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, TPOAB, your TPG, and those are antibodies. So your thyroid is made up of multiple iodine particles and they'll attach to one another and they have to convert from one to another. So your TSH is a chemical that your body produces by your hypothalamus that signals the thyroid to create more hormone. So if your thyroid is sluggish, this number is going to be higher because your hypothalamus is like, Hey, come on, let's get going. And if this number is low, then it's like an overdrive. Okay. And neither one is necessarily bad. I mean, I think they're both equally bad, you know, depending on how skewed the number is. So we kind of want to be in the middle. Like I said, like, I like to see it between like high, like I would say like 0.8 to like two and a half to three is kind of like my sweet spot there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have free T- T4, which helps regulate your mood, your body temperature, and that needs to be converted to T3. So T4, your body doesn't actually use it just converts. I mean, it does use it, but it, it converts it to T3. So think of T4 being like uh, the gas can and T3 being the gas. So it's like one holds the other, it converts into the gas, and then that's what makes you go. Uh, so your T3 is basically your your digestion, your, uh, so what I'm looking for? Metabolism. There we go. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. Um, and, and that's why gut health is so important. 
because majority of T4 to T3 conversion happens within the GI. So if you have poor GI motility, things like that, it's going to very, it's going to really slow down. And like things you can look at, like if you think you have a sluggish thyroid is like brittle hair and nails or uh, are you cold all the time? Uh, and not only just cold, but like extremities, it's going to affect your sleep, things like that, uh, which we see a lot nowadays. Um, that's why I tend to put a lot of my people on the new ethics thyroid boost. I think it's a great product. Um, and it really helps kind of get things moving. If you feel like they're a little sluggish, other things that you can look at adding are like selenium or just some iodine, like table salt, iodized table salt. It works really well. Um, and then with that, you have reverse T3. So reverse T3 is kind of like your body's braking system. So it can, it, it takes T4 and then it, it converts it into reverse T3. So reverse T3 is like your body being like, holy shit, I'm stressed out. We need to slow down. Now reverse T3 literally can't be used. Um, so it's kind of like a storage area, but you don't want that number too high because that's just showing how stressed you are. And if that number is really high and then you get into like these TPOABs and these TPGs, which are antibodies, that's when you're going to start looking at potentially autoimmune diseases and things like that. Um, but those aren't, you know, you don't see that a lot with like the Hashimoto's or Graves. Um, I think I actually did have one client who I felt like she had it and we don't work together anymore, but I had to like really push her to push her doctor and her doctor didn't want to run the tests. And turns out she was in the early stages of Hashimoto's and she was able to like get the help she needed. Cause at the time that was a little outside of my wheelhouse. And I was like, honestly, yeah. Yeah. if this is true, like we're going to need to move on from me because I, I'm not here yet. Yeah. Um, and, and sure enough, she had it, you know what I mean? So it's like, sometimes the doctors don't want to do it, but it's up to you to take control of your health and push it and push those boundaries. Um, I, next is kind of, these are kind of really easy, honestly, like your vitamin D, testosterone, DHEA, SHBG, things like that. We all know what vitamin D is. Uh, and I would say 80% of Americans lack vitamin D because we are inside all the time. We're ne never outside exposed to sunlight. So you can just get a vitamin D pill or, Hey, I want you to just try to get in the sun. Yep. You know, if we look at animals, animals are always in sunlight. If animals instinctively know how important the sunlight is for them, why aren't humans getting in it more? We, we, we yep. do our best to block sunlight. Okay. But it's like, it's actually very vital for our bodies. Mm -hmm. So like get more, you're going to feel better. I promise. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it, and it's very, very hard, like right now in Kansas city with yeah. the weather outside and getting dark at five o'clock. Um, so supplementing is, is definitely, definitely key very during, important yeah. during this time of year. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Um, so you have your testosterone. So we all know testosterone is made for building muscle, you know, contrary to popular belief, testosterone is just as important for men as it is for female or just support for females as it is for men. You know, if you have low testosterone, your energy uh, you lost libido, things like that. Um, you'll see a lot, a lot of people nowadays, unfortunately, low testosterone is like a really big thing nowadays. And I think it's directly related to, uh, all the chemicals and hormones we're exposed mm -hmm. to in our food, our water, like people don't realize how much shit is just in your tap water. Um, and, and the average testosterone has dropped 200 points over the last five to 10 years, which, which is pretty alarming, yep. which I, I don't think which I think directly is why, like, I mean, I hate to sound like insensitive, but I think just men aren't as manly anymore. 
uh they're a little more every feminine. every lab i've gotten back from clients i think there was only one where their their testosterone was actually like in the optimal range like above yeah. above 800 above eight uh, 900 or whatever it was yeah. everybody else is like all 600 low. and below yeah, yeah. which yeah. also goes to show why there is i think i saw where like infertility is up like 60 percent yeah. in people our age which is pretty drastic because if that's, that's considered, if that continues to be a problem I mean, I'm not in our lifetime, but I mean, that's no, eventually that, yeah, no, hundred yeah. uh, percent. There, there's also a book, um, by Anthony, uh, Dr. Anthony J, um, called Estro Generation. I have it over my bookshelf yeah. right now. I, I bought the, I bought the hardback copy of it, never read it. So I had to buy the audio book so I'd actually get through it. And, uh, no, it was, it was a great, great listen, I guess. Great read. Uh, but lots of, um, lots of key things on there that's just really important to know and just be aware of not that we need to be you know, over, over, um, protective, overly cautious or yeah, overly cautious. It, yeah. You can exactly. pay attention to it, but, but it's, it's good to know where, um, where we need to be mindful of, yeah. you know, and, and for me, me particularly, like you mentioned with drinking water, I drink a gallon to a gallon and a half to, to two, two gallons of water a day generally. And majority of that is through tap water. So that's something here at home, like I'm trying to get that change and try, try to figure out a different water filtration system um, so, because I so, do get so much of that. So I, I thought I told you, I have a zero water filter at my house. Yeah. It holds a gallon. I spend about $30 a month in filters, mm -hmm. but it comes with a water meter tester. And when I tested my tap water, it had like 300 parts per million of, of mm -hmm. contaminants. You yeah. put it through here. It's a five, five stage filter. It literally goes to zero. That's awesome. uh, and it tastes 10 times cleaner. Um, yeah. A lot of people think they're like, oh, I have my Brita pitcher. Your Brita literally only, I, I read it, it only filters chlorine. So everything oh, okay. else that's in it, it's not filtering. It right yeah, yeah. yeah, we have to think like these pipes haven't been touched in years. Yeah. And they're underground. And just because they have water flowing through them doesn't mean it's not building up contaminants. And yeah. they're... I mean, have you ever seen the inside of one of these water pipes cut open? It's disgusting. It looks like there's like mold and like coral reefs growing inside of it. And yeah. and I used to be one of those people, ah, it's water is water. Man, I couldn't have been more wrong. Water. Yeah. 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 And, and on that, I switched like, I try to switch to, you know, stainless steel drinking, uh, glass Tupperware, you know, things like that. And and I have made that switch for myself as well. Yeah. Even, even down yeah. to like with BPA being dangerous, there's mm -hmm. like, 10,000 times the amount of BPA that you're supposed to have on a receipt paper. So like, if you want to get real serious, I know people that haven't touched receipt paper in years <laughs> because of the shit that rubs off on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it bothers me because I used to let Max as a baby play with a receipt paper. So like, what did yeah. I, what did I give to my yeah. kid? Well, I was going to say toys as well. You know, yeah. so many, so many toys are, I mean, really plastics is just one of the biggest issues out there and everything that, that we touch, everything that, uh, you know, is in our homes, there's some sort of plastic in it. Um, or, or it comes packaged in that, or a food is packaged in plastic. Um, yeah. you know, our, the, the kids or the, the toys we give our kids, a lot of those things are plastics and they're sitting there chewing on it. You just think it's adorable. No, no, no. You don't know what, what's actually seeping into them at, at this moment. And yeah. a lifetime of that creates exactly what we're seeing right now. Yep. Um, so then we have our free test, which is basically going to be responsible for muscle gain. So a lot of people don't have a high free tests, but in females, you don't want it too high. It could be a sign of PCOS. Um, so it's just something to kind of look at. Mm -hmm. And then you have your DHEA, which is going to be a precursor 
to your testosterone, free testosterone and androgens. So, you know, if one's low, the other one's typically going to be low. Now you could take some DHEA, but honestly, I'd rather just see you increase your dietary fats. For some reason, this world is big on low fat diets, which I think is the dumbest shit ever. Fats are demonized for what sugar does and processed foods do. Um, now I'm not saying go eat like hot dogs that are loaded in fat, um, but added well, dietary man. fats like olive oil, macna oil, avocados, nuts, nut butters, like these things are important to help our cholesterol panels too. You know what I mean? Because a lot of our hormones are developed out of cholesterol. So it's important. Um, and then you have cortisol. So you don't want it too high. You don't want it too low. You know, you want it to peak in the morning. You want it to go down at night. So if you're one of those people that, you know, you're, you're waking up exhausted and you can't wake up until noon, two o'clock. Like I said earlier, you need like eight cups of coffee. You feel like you need caffeine all day, but then when the time it's time to go to bed, you're wired and tired or you can't shut off or you can't sleep. You probably have a cortisol issue and something like that. Your circadian rhythm can get flipped. And so your body actually wants to be awake at night and wants to sleep during the day. So that's something that we just needs to be fixed. Uh, it's not awfully hard, but it's something that does take a little time. I've done it with multiple people and it, it just takes time. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I like to get, you know, the fasted blood test done also, cause you can kind of see where you're at fasted. And then if you really believe that you have a cortisol issue, you can do a four point saliva test, which you're basically going to measure it. Like when you wake up noon, four o'clock and like before you go to bed, uh, and you just spit into a tube and they, you send it away, they measure it. And then it kind of tells you like, it lets you see like your arc. So like we want to spike and then go down. But what some people do is they'll go down and then they'll spike at night. And that's what we don't want. Um, and then I think I just have like women's reproductive hormones and that's really about it. Yeah. So we are almost there. Um, so with, when women get blood work, it's very important to pay attention to your menstrual cycle. So, so many times, and it just kind of drives me crazy. I've had people from their OBs get blood work done and I was like, okay, well, when did you get it done? I, well, I'm on my period. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's kind of dumb because <laughs> yeah, I'm not a doctor. So maybe they're looking for something else, but women want to get their uh, blood work ran in their luteal phase of their, of their cycle. So you have four cycles or four cycles, you have four stages of your cycle. You want to get done in the luteal phase which is right after the ovulatory phase. And that's when we see progesterone spike. The reason progesterone spikes in the luteal phase is because right after you ovulate, your body prepares to nurture that baby. So when your egg is fertilized and it attaches to the wall of your uterus, and, and then like the placenta starts to form, that's basically a wall of progesterone. And progesterone is like, it's your, like your happy, feel good, warm and fuzzy, lovey uh, hormone. And what happens a lot, especially when you see people, people, girls on birth control, this is plummeted. Okay. And that's when you start to feel, uh, you know, you you start to feel your period come on 10, 10 days out. Your, your hormones are crazy or not your hormones are crazy. Your, your mood swings are crazy. Your cravings are insane. These are all signs that your estrogen is probably up compared to your progesterone. And you could be in what we refer to as like estrogen dominance, but estrogen dominance is not, uh, 
man, I cannot think all the way this morning. It's not recognized by the medical community. It's not a thing, but with what we do, it is a thing. And the reason it's not a thing in the medical community, medical community is because basically um, birth control works by making you estrogen dominant and it's supposed to make it, they virtually render you infertile by throwing your hormones out of whack. Uh, and that's why birth control is like so harsh on the system and you'll have like weight gain, mood swings, acne, um, all these things. So long story short, we want to get done in the luteal phase. Sorry, went off on a tangent there. Uh, your luteal phase is going to be about 17 to 21 days from the day you start bleeding. So I'll tell my clients, when is your, when is your period? Okay. I started bleeding on the first. Okay. We want to look at getting it done. Uh, the 17th and 18th are Saturday, Sunday. So we're going to have to go Monday on the 19th. I need you to be there like Monday morning and be ready because if you miss it, we're going to have to wait a whole nother month. Mm. Uh, and that's just a month of, of maybe missed what's going on. Uh, um, now, if you don't have a cycle, then we're just going to assume that hormonally you're a little jacked up here. So we're just going to have to guess and I'll be like, okay, when is the last time you felt? Cause even when you don't have a cycle, you still kind of feel the symptoms. Um, and I know like what I tell my females is like, I know that I'm like mansplaining this and I don't know what you're going through, but from what I've learned, this is the best way I can explain it. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to you. And, and nine times out of 10, I, you know, I don't think I've ever had an issue with somebody. Um, but you know, sometimes when you're asking about periods, it has to get a little in depth, you know what I mean? Or like, how heavy are you bleeding? Is it, are you spotting? Um, are, are you ovulating? And some women don't, they either don't know what you mean or they, they're not. And it's like, you have to kind of deep dive and it's like, Hey, I'm not trying yeah. to be gross, but like, when you're ovulating, like you secrete a mucus, like, are you extra moist, you know, for like, yeah. th like five days out of the month? You know what I mean? These are things that we have to look for. And not to go um, off on a tangent, but you know, this is why like our education system, like this, this shit should be taught in high schools. Yeah. Like, there's no like, reason that I should know more about a period than the female. No, no, no. A hundred percent. Um, so it's, it's frustrating that again, we're just, um, uh, you know, minimizing what, what people should know. I mean, yeah. a lot of the stuff that we talk about with our clients that should have been covered at some point for every single individual that, that lives here in America and yeah. in, in school somewhere, especially this type of stuff. You know, you shouldn't be a 30 year old, 40 year old woman, not knowing anything about this stuff. And that's not your fault. You didn't know you needed to know this stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, it's feels good for the client and it feels good for us, but it also sucks when we're talking to them about their period and we're nailing like everything on the head that, that they're feeling they don't, they don't that, that they're yeah. feeling and they're like, Oh wow, this guy actually, he gets it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then you have your estrogen. So your estrogen is going to be, you know, female development. It's going to help build up the uterine lining. That's what we shed each month, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I won't really go over uh, FSH or LSH. I mean, those are going to mainly going to be, they, they do the FSH does <laughs> it, it stimulates the growth of eggs in the ovaries and controls the menstrual cycle. So it is important. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and then your LH, re, re, it triggers release of the egg. So a lot of girls, uh, my, my wife also, like when, you know, we're trying to have a baby, there are LH strips out there and they track your LH surge. So it basically tells you when you're going to drop your egg because it'll peak. And then if it falls, you're supposed to test morning and night. If it falls the next morning, you'll know you dropped your egg and you have a viable egg for 24 hours. So you know, you can do what you want with that, hit it, you know, every other day leading up, whatever. Um, but those, those are important. Um, 
when it comes to looking at your estrogen and your progesterone on the blood work, I've seen so many times, oh, you're in range, you're in range, you're in range. Just because you're in range doesn't mean you're optimal. Um, and that's why it's so important to get your progesterone or to get your blood work done during the luteal phase, because that's when your progesterone spikes. So that's when we have the best reading on what is actually kind of happening with your hormones. Um, so we actually do a progesterone to ratio, progesterone ratio, progesterone to estrogen ratio or estrogen progesterone ratio, however you want to call it. And that's really simple. Actually, I have it written down because I always mess, the, mess it up. The numbers, um, yeah. So let's say, for example, your estrogen is like 100, okay? And your progesterone, let's say, is a 0.5. So you, you have to convert your uh, progesterone from picograms to nanograms. So you're going to take 0.5 and you're going to times it by 1,000, okay? And then you're going, which is 500, and then you're going to divide it by your estrogen, which I said was what, 100? Uh, and that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's going to give you a score of five, okay? That is extremely estrogen dominant. Extremely, extremely. So we, we want that ratio to come back minimum 100. We would like it higher. So if you're anything under 100, you're considered estrogen dominant. And we need to focus on raising your progesterone, lowering your estrogen a little bit, which could be anything from like supplementation, um, helping cleanse the liver because the liver is what is liable for ridding the body of excess estrogen. And if your liver isn't functioning properly and needs cleanse, it can't do that. But you have to have these talks with your clients because you have to, it, it's their call at the end of the day. Mm. If they want to come off birth control, cool. If you want to stay on birth control, Hey, do it, but it can make things harder, but you know, let's manage what we can then let's manage what we can. And if we're raising progesterone, it does take the chance of uh, making you more fertile. So, and, and if they're very against having the baby, then you can't do that. And, and yeah. that's okay. Um, so it's more about managing what you have and having that talk with your client and figuring out what they want to do. Cause basically at the end of the day, if they want to stay on it, that's fine. Um, personally, I hate birth control. I, I think birth control is like, I, I feel like it should be outlawed. I feel like it's awful for you, but at the same time, I feel like we should have it because I'm very much about body autonomy. And if mm -hmm. you want to take it, take it. That, yeah. that is your choice. As much yeah. as I hate it, I can't tell you not to take it. If you want to take it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and it generally does do the job of keeping you from getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, so it, it does do its job there, but it's, it's like, you know, risk first reward. And again, coming back to the education side of things, you know, um, at, at least every female that I've talked to that has been on birth control, especially the ones that, you know, got put on it at 16, 17, 18 years old, Nicole being one of them, doctor never told her any of the side effects, any of the negatives, no. any of the things that, Hey, these are just things to keep in mind this year, next year, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, all that good stuff. And it just was, was left out of the discussion. Uh, so you're just making a decision. Well, I don't want, I don't want to be pregnant. And that's perfect. Whatever your reason is to do it, you know, uh, go for it. But it's, it's good to be well-informed of this stuff. And unfortunately it just doesn't happen. Well, and kind of to, to, to go back with like the, this generation of, of men and, and females having lower testosterone and uh, you know, estrogen dominance being a bigger thing. It's not just going to be the birth control, but the, going back to that book, Estrogen Generation, you know, talking about the xenoestrogens that's in the food that we're eating and the and the shampoos and the conditioners, and the makeups and all that stuff. It just leads to this compounding effect. Um, so, so especially if you're going to continue to take birth control, fantastic, go for it. But let's try to control some of these other factors um, to to lessen that effect on it. Yeah. And it's of, of the, you know, of the, of the estrogen. 
Yeah. And it's really frustrating because, you know, for people who, for men specifically, who are put on TRT or they take testosterone because they want to look better and they're demonized because they're taking a steroid. Birth control is a steroid. It alters your hormones. So it's bullshit that people are fine with putting their 15, 16, 17 year old daughter on birth control, which is a steroid that alters our hormone panels. But because I want to look better, I take 200 milligrams of testosterone and, and I'm an awful person. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and not just look better. If, if we have a low feel testosterone, better. feel better. I mean, lessen the, the chance of having prostate cancer from having too low yes. of, of testosterone. Like yeah. there's, there's so many reasons why if it's not in check, we got to get that stuff elevated just like with yeah. any other hormone. And I don't know any girl who's ever said, oh, I feel so much better on birth control. But you know what I hear a lot? Oh, my, I, I had bad cramping, so they put me on birth control. I had bad acne, so they put me on birth control. I know some girls that have been put on two birth controls. It's, yes, yes. it's such a blanket thing for people to be put on. If your period is a super heavy flow and it's super painful, that's your body not being right and saying, hey, we need to get this in check. Mm -hmm. If your acne is I was gonna say all acne. jacked up, yep. you know, we can get that in check. It may not be perfect, but I've helped a lot of people get their acne under control. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many things that we can look at and not just put them on birth control as a blanket thing. And mm -hmm. I think it's like one in three or one in four couples or no, I can't. I don't even know if I can say couples anymore because I saw sat there day where only 17% of America is a nuclear household, meaning the parents and the child live in the same house, which is a staggering statistic. It's honestly mind boggling. And it kind of breaks my heart yeah. knowing that like people, you know, people just break up and it's just, it, it, and that's okay. Not everyone's made to be together, but it's like, it, it's just, it's crazy. And it's dropped like 50% from, yeah. Uh, I want to say like 20 years ago. Um, but what I'm getting at is uh, miscarriages are like one in three or one in four people have a miscarriage out of every pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I have had two miscarriages. So, so what is the difference? Because she had never been on birth control and she was pregnant within six months of us being together because I proposed at seven months. And she found out she was pregnant six days later. Okay. So she was, she'd already been pregnant for like four weeks and we just didn't know it. Okay. Afterwards, we were in a really bad financial position. We were young. We were coming up. There was no way in hell we could have afforded to have another baby. And I'm not me not knowing what I know now she went on birth control. Okay. So now she's been off of it since 2020, but since then we've had two miscarriages. So why did she get pregnant so easily? And now it's just an issue. And why are people having all these miscarriages and people, almost every person I've talked to has had a miscarriage. It's been their first baby after coming off birth control because it takes you so long to get back to normal. And like, you don't, people who are trying to get pregnant, like you don't want to get off birth control three months out from trying. You want to get it off like over a year, like, cause your body has your to body come to back rebalance. to normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, man, it's yeah. gets me fired up, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's about it, man. It's pretty I think complex it, topic. You so. nailed it. You nailed it, man. Thanks. I had, a, I went through an entire tumbler of coffee and I've had to pee for the last 10 minutes. So I was like kind of bouncing around, but I made <laughs> nah, nah, you definitely made it. Nah, I, that was, that was super informative. Um, uh, you know, I even learned a little bit with it all, but, um, you know, hopefully our listeners 
got some good takeaways with it. And, you know, at very, very minimum, even if you don't care about all the certain numbers and um, percentages and all that good stuff, just hopefully your takeaway from this is to be proactive, go get lab testing, you know, done at least once a year, if not a couple times a year, if you're enhanced, you know, three or four times a year, um, you know, health, in my opinion, should be leading all of our lives. It should be our top priority, you know, family, all that stuff is important, but if your health is not in check, then you're not, you're doing your yourself and you're doing your entire family, your job, all that stuff, a huge disservice. Um, so put this stuff first, don't be blind to it. Don't, you know, close your eyes and just hope you live to, you know, to be healthy and 70 and 80 and 90 years old. It do a little bit of prep work for that. Um, yeah. Get, 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 get your labs run. Yeah. Um, and, and if anyone's ever interested, I do free blood work consultations. So if you have blood work done and you want to go over it, get a hold of me. I'll have you email it. I'll look it over. I'll set up a time for us to go over a call. You know, I can't sit there and give you all the fixes to everything. Cause that's kind of what my coaching is for. But if, if you're just interested in going over it and kind of seeing talk what it's like, it, talk about it, just let me know. Like yeah. I, I do that shit for free. Cause I, I want to help you guys. Yeah. Um, or if like you don't know what test to get, get a hold of me. I, I don't know how many times I sent out the link to this life extension. Um, oh, so oh, so many times. Oh yeah, I, I I literally I keep it pulled up in my tabs in, in, on my phone because I use yeah. it that often. So and I would be looking over the next month or so because, uh, like you said, it's two seventy five. Yeah, that's a, it's a chunk out of pocket. Uh, but honestly, if you were able to even convince your doctors to go run this stuff, you're going to be paying a lot more out of pocket for all these yeah. labs to be done. Oh, for sure. To cover it. Uh, but over the next month, I'm guessing they're going to do their normal like 25% off type yeah. sale. So yeah, it's usually, usually knocked down to like $200. That's usually yeah, it's like I, 205 or something yeah. like that. I'll yeah, usually yeah. try to pick up one or two of them during that time. That way I have yeah. them ready to yeah, go for I, the next I think bit. you have them for a full year. So it's like, yeah. uh, if you're I see it's on whenever. sale, I'll post stuff. I'm like, dude, if you're interested, hop on this. You don't have to Do use it now, now yeah. but you have it for the future. So of course, of course, yeah. knowledge is power. Dad is King. And, uh, you know, I'm an A plus student anyway. So when I get my labs back, I'm pumped. Even if something is off, I'm like, let's go, let's go make that A plus. I don't know how you are, but every time I get my labs done, I am like scared shitless for like a month. Oh, I'm horrified. And I, or until it comes back for like a week and I'm like, uh, I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah. And I ever I feel everything and I'm like a super hypochondriac until I get it back. Yeah. 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 So, well, good, good stuff, man. Yeah, I think we hit that right. one pretty well. Good job. All right, man. Well, have a good weekend. Have a I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, well, get- hopefully you had a happy Thanksgiving because you guys are all hearing this afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. But yeah, hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Hopefully today, Monday morning, you are getting back on track after yeah. all the holiday fun, all that good stuff. Uh and let's crush uh, December in 2022 strong. Hell yeah. Finish 2022 and make it our biatch. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.